and welcome back everybody we are here and you're probably wondering like wow i get to see what the host of the show looks like well i'm pvp and this is hot 16s and we're out here right now starting our visual version of our podcast and we are now available here on youtube and just like we're promising to everyone you can also get it on spotify and all these other amazing streaming platforms but we are so happy and blessed to be back here today uh we're here at exhibit life in fullerton california just want to shout out exhibit uh great sponsor for this season i really appreciate it thank you so much and you know just the community i also want to thank the community i want to thank everybody that's been here with me for this ride this past year it's been awesome and i can't wait to see where this goes but today we're going to be starting off with music um we have today here we have fat all the way from Voorhees, new jersey um great producer and we're just going to get down to the you know the nitty gritty and what it takes to just make a really filthy beat and this guy has a good catalog too he you know you can kind of tell him hey i'm feeling this or this is my vibe he can pretty much do it for you but without further ado guys let's welcome fat to the show Hey, PVP, thanks for having me, man. Dude, no problem, man. Thank you for coming out, bro. It's it's just uh, it's really great that you're still doing your thing, man. And you're all the way out from the East Coast too. I'm starting to interview like more East Coast people. So I mean, what uh, what's the story? How did you get out here to LA? Well, correction on your uh, introduction. I'm Allendale. Allendale. Yeah. From, mm -hmm. from. But so I'm from New Jersey, and I was applying to colleges. Mm -hmm. I ended up going to USC. Oh. That's what brought me out here in the first. So you went to USC, so you're a Trojan then? I'm a Trojan. Alumni? Yep, graduated 2020. And what did you study? Studied business administration, emphasis in marketing, and mm -hmm. a minor in cinematic. Oh, for sure. So I took advantage of the cinema courses there, you know, legit theaters yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so and like, like learn about cinema and like... Learn about cinema. cinema. I had a bunch of classes, photography, and able to like apply all these things in other aspects. I haven't necessarily gone in cinema mm -hmm, at all mm -hmm. but there's ways you could apply these definitely advertising or anything uh-huh yeah and with uh with that how does that how are you applying that to the music industry and producing it were there any like business tactics or anything that you learned that have helped you uh succeed with uh selling your beats well there's definitely things i learned that i could use to sell my but i'm taking a different right now mm-hmm I'm more so building up a catalog, not going out of my way to sell all my beats off and stuff to people. Mm -hmm. Even though that is a, an approach and people who want to make money living, mm -hmm. beats, that might be the way to go. Yes. But I have a job, so I'm to support myself, so build up a catalog and work with people personally, in which I feel like I have more, you know, we have a project together. Yeah. I prefer to have that than just selling beats off to people so mm -hmm. when it comes back around to it i'm not using my business knowledge to sell my beats at the moment i'm more so using the personal skills i mm. knowledge to create these great relations that i'll eventually blossom coming out or mm -hmm. you know meet more people who are exactly instead of lowballing yourself yeah and exactly and knowing your worth too because i feel like that's really important in this industry um i have a lot of people asking me right now they're like yo p when, when are you gonna drop some music i'm like well i'm very particular like you know it's, it's almost like like you you're building a catalog i'm just trying to get my craft right you know like that too. yeah that too. you know like and with with producing are you self-taught 
I am self-taught. Um, basically, ninety-nine percent, I'd say. Yeah. And uh, like you know, YouTube videos. It's not like I'm just going through the DAW and guessing and checking. You know, I'm I'm watching YouTube videos. Um, I'm asking friends and producers I know. Um, you know how it is. Yeah. Like you probably did too. You you uh you're teaching yourself how to do these uh. Yeah, I'm. I've been messing around with the engineering for me. Like, uh, it's really interesting though because every time, like, see what I learned with engineering and producers, like, it's just a completely different world. Yeah. So, making the beat, producing the beat is one thing. You can make a sick beat, right? Yeah. But if it's not mixed properly and you don't have those engineering skills. Mm -hmm then it's going to sound like out of the speaker. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like great patterns, great melodies and mm -hmm. whatever. If you don't know how to like do it or certain Like stuff, reverb and all those little tools. Whatever it is. Yeah, all of those things. That's, that was where I was going wrong in the beginning of my... Mm -hmm. Why my beats weren't coming out the way I wanted. Mm -hmm. is I, I, was, I was learning how to make beats, but I wasn't learning how to make sound good. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a different thing, and it, it took a lot more learning, and I was able to learn a lot that I met at one of my jobs at the mm -hmm. Highland Park Bowl. Nice. Bowling you're, Alley in L.A. You're repping right now. You got your... Uh, yeah, right now I got... It's actually the dude's official shirt uh, from Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. My mom got it for me for Christmas. Dude, I, I can see because with the bowling, I know you're really uh, you're into it. Aren't you in a bowling league? I'm in a league. Nice. I'm, I'm really into bowling right now. Well, so. I saw, if I saw an Instagram story correct, you had a game over 200. My average is nearly 200 right now. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't bowl, but I know <laughs> that if you're knocking 200 to th 300, is a perfect game, right? 300 is perfect. What's the best game you've ever bowled? 264. Ooh. And yeah, what, uh, yeah, what does that consist of? Like pretty much all strikes? Yeah, it's, uh, I want to say I had nine, maybe even 10 strikes and then two spares maybe like a seven spare and a nine spare because it, it the the scoring system is if you get like two strikes in a row then the next strike makes the first strike worth 30 points mm -hmm. that's how you're able to get 300 because it's 10 sets so when you miss one strike you're cutting off at least 20 points mm -hmm. so it, it's a you know it's a fun game i'm into it right now yeah so how long have you been bowling Probably like a year and three months or so. Wow. And you're already knocking a, a 200 average? Yeah, you know, I was an athlete in high school. I was mm -hmm. a baseball player, and I had some arm problems. My career never ended up the way I wanted to. I yeah. played club in, ba in uh, college, so I Definitely. still played it, traveled a little and stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as competitive. Yeah. But, you know, once I graduated, I was kind of missing that, that competitiveness. That yeah. Or just like, you know competing yeah. not even like being competitive but just competing in something so like with competing do you feel like it's is music like gonna become competitive for you or are you trying to be competitive in that mindset eventually then like like you it's funny i was actually thinking about this how the competitive mind in music can really help but also hinder you it depends on how you use that competitiveness mm-hmm so, for example, a lot of people will see uh, a peer of theirs or somebody they know mm -hmm. be successful, and they'll 
be jealous of that success. And they're like, ah, oh, that should be me. Yeah. I'm better than this guy. Or like, what's, you know, but you should really be supporting that person. Yeah. You shouldn't be bringing them down or just trying so to get after them. It's not about being better mm-hmm. than somebody else, mm-hmm. but it's about being better than your old self. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're competing with your old music almost. You're trying to improve consistently. Yeah. Definitely. And with the biggest improvements that you've learned with, say, your everyday life and your music, what is just the main piece of advice you could give to anybody trying to like get into beats or maybe just that music or producing that, that part of the industry? All right. So advice for someone who's just trying to start. Mm-hmm. I'd tell that person, you got to believe in yourself. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to magically be making amazing beats overnight. But at the same time, if you're listening to, you're studying, when you're listening, if you're studying the beats you like, yeah, you're figuring out those type of patterns. It's really not that difficult to get the basis down of creating yeah. a beat. Like I was saying, I started off and I was making good beats. They didn't sound great because that takes a lot of time to Critique. learn how those things work. Mm-hmm. But anybody can make a sick beat, and like I was saying, or I guess I didn't say this already, <laughs> no. but, but a lot of the greatest producers in the world, uh, let's say like Timbaland and Pharrell, for example, mm-hmm. they have a lot of beats that are super simple. They're using one drum kit on a preloaded piano, and they're pressing five keys the whole time. Yeah. And that's grinding, one of the best beats you've ever heard. You know how it is? Like, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to take so much to make a good beat. To make a good beat. You don't have to like learn all these crazy things. If you have the right ear and you and it think, sounds good yeah, to it you. Yeah, it just sounds good. And yeah. You can create something. So you got to believe in yourself and you got to experiment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really, like I said, it's not really that hard. You know, mm-hmm. the hardest thing is probably getting the placement. But making the beat, anyone could make a beat that someone has the best verse you've ever heard on top of you know it could just be like people hitting sticks together yeah exactly or it could just be this right yeah whatever it is whatever be creative don't Don't try to copy things you hear try to be influenced by. yeah influenced to not not mimic but try to embody that sound and make it your own yeah so that's my advice to someone just starting yeah then i have i was thinking about advice for someone who may be around my point in their career Mm mm-hmm where I'm 24, mm-hmm. or I'll be 25 in June, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, the process can be slow. You're not gonna just meet these people who want to rap on your beats, and it's gonna end up on the radio or whatever immediately. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take in, it's gonna take putting in work, and especially if you need to support yourself financially and you can't do so with your beats or you choose not to, mm-hmm. it's gonna take even longer because you don't yeah. have the time to be doing what's necessary to improve your beat making career. Mm -hmm. So the advice I want to give people is not to give up and try to create that time, whatever it is. And I'm thinking about plans for myself where Mm -hmm. hopefully I'll, because I work two jobs right now so that I could keep my schedule more flexible and I could get out of different shifts or... And like be able to get to these studio sessions. So I can sessions. go to the studio sessions as frequently as possible. Yeah, because you have to stay consistent, yeah. not only with your, your beat making, but your presence in the industry as well. Because when you have a ghost face, well then, you know, you don't exist. Exactly. Yeah. That's another w- reason why I prefer to work personally with people. Because mm-hmm. if I'm just a 
guy on the computer screen to people. It's you know they might disrespect me in some way. They might not give me my props or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know they don't know me, so they're not gonna feel like they're hurting my feelings. It's like when 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 we were going to the studio with Jacoby. Shout out Jacoby. Uh, He's a season two guest, uh, the Hot Sixteen show. Jacoby, New Jersey as well. Yeah, he's another New Jersey boy, East Coast boys. But uh, it was like what I learned just when I went uh, when I got invited by you. Uh, and we were with Jacoby and uh, Jay Busy and uh, was the, the Colby, Colby the, engineer. the engineer. That was more of a personal experience for me, you know, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I can relate to that because not only was, you know, you had me, I'm from the Bay Area. You had you guys were from Jersey and then you had Colby, who's a decently high up there engineer. Really, really great. engineer. Really great engineer. If you guys ever need any good engineering, Colby Beach. Good. Yeah. Out in Long Beach. Shout out to Colby. Thank you for letting me pull up that night. You made me sound great, man. Um, but it just it taught me a lot, though, because it's like it's everybody's different like um, personalities. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, you can get a Zoom session in or like, for instance, I was talking to Fro and I was like, uh, well, that song High Drive, man, did all you guys meet? He's like, no, everyone is sent a verse in. Mm-hmm. I was like, but it's such a great song. You would think, you know, you got all those guys in a solid studio session and they they just curated that together but you know that's how we're making music you know mm-hmm. and not and not a lot of these artists are getting together like we do yeah it's something that's uh, been getting lost in the rap industry oh, specifically I can... <clears throat> oh. right here oh there we go there we go yeah all right oh we good Oh, okay, cool. So I was saying um, in the rap industry currently, we're Mm -hmm. losing that niche, that personal connection a lot of times. We're getting a lot of these songs that feel almost manufactured. They don't have the, they don't congeal, if that makes sense. Like the beat. They don't mend. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the song was crafted to like. Because like when you move someone, it's just like, oh, I'm slapping this on together. this beat. Yeah. It, it, I'm not saying the songs are bad. But Some no, you can tell that the it. energy isn't there. Because personally, when I go to studio sessions, especially with you and Jacoby or anybody I've been with, I know, for instance, I'm sitting there and, you know, homie's plugged in and we're listening to him. And that's inspiring me because I'm up next. Yeah. I need to go into that studio next. Everyone's going to watch me and they just gassed homie up. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, I have to rap better. Yeah, I gotta yeah. hit it harder. So then you can hear because I feel like some songs you when they do do that, it's almost like you have the first guy in the beginning and you kind of see a pattern of more like hit on the song. Yeah, you know, it's I not it's not happens. stale. Mm-hmm. It's not a stale song, which is great though because like you say, artistry is different now. You know, mainstream and all that. I feel like though, independent is really making a hard push back though, because. Yeah, I mean... It's always been there. It's always been... It's, it's more so that the industry itself is like a little, you know, messed up where they make these amazing offers that seem like you can't turn them down, but realistically you're selling your soul or something. Yeah, so 360s. It's not, it's not the fault of the artist that they didn't... It's the industry. For a while, they didn't understand mm-hmm. that that would cause that problem. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I don't want to blame the artist, the artists for that problem. It's mm-hmm. more so the, the big, the big the wigs big business with those deep pockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you know, uh, I have a a friend who's cousins of Russ actually. Oh. And Russ is one of those guys who's paving the way in the independent lane. And yeah, I really Russ. respect his process. 
Not that I'm the biggest fan of his music, but I really respect what his, he's doing. The way he goes, his business. And his music is really good. It's mm-hmm. just not, not my type. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that I, I kind of look at and I want to be like Russ in, in how I make my beats. I might not be rapping on my music, but mm-hmm. I'm like part of the whole process. Yeah. And we're doing this and then, you know, eventually we'll build up this catalog and we'll be releasing that stuff and hopefully it'll catch on and we'll gain some traction. Definitely, man. And that's the great thing, too. I see you're working with uh, a lot of people right now. I see you've been putting some stuff on. Um, actually, too, you had uh, you had some work that you wanted to show us here um, that some yeah. early work. Uh, so, yeah. So give, give us a rundown on what you're going to show us here really quick for the audience. This first video or just a song okay i'm pulling up this is uh this is a oh i'm talking here yeah all right so this is a classic right here this is the birth of my career sophomore year in high school and so i would mess around making beats on garage band once i got my computer in high school and ended up making this one beat that i was like yeah you know what this actually isn't terrible why don't I record a song on this thing? So I have a whole story about this that I mm-hmm. wanted to get into, but we could start it off by just playing this song. Oh, we'll get into that it's while, a, while it's we're listening. It's about a friend of mine. It's basically just a joke about him the whole time. <laughs> well, you're in high school, yeah. though. You could play it. Yeah, let's see here. So this is Dirt, Dirty Boys Production. So this is a... I produced this. I was a weenie on the beat back then. Weenie on the beat? Yeah. I mean, you're what? You're, My last name's Wiener. So yeah, that's, 15, right? So that's however old I was. I was just using like a simple beat loop on GarageBand. You know, you know, like I didn't know what I was doing. And are you? Is this you rapping, or is this is gonna be me right here, like coming on the? His name's Dill Cutoff. He's getting all the babes. He's working out and dressing cool, and now he's got the shades. It's Dill Cutoff. You know he is so cool. I like that he high hat and snare you got going on. Okay. So my friends thought this was just hilarious because we're making fun of my friend Dylan here. He came back from the Jersey Shore, cutting all the sleeves off all of a sudden. <laughs> talking about all the girls at Karma. You know how Jersey Shore was popping. So, so I made the beat and I'm like, I'm going to make a song about Dylan. So this is a diss track pretty much on your friend. The first three or four So that's why it's D-Y-L cutoff. Because it came back from the sleeves. And let your yeah. arms hang free. Then you'll be saying, That's where my get in dim. So, right, uh, you can fast forward like 20 more seconds. This is where my friend Brian comes in, right? And Brian was one of the biggest fans of rap music. Like yeah. So, I asked him to be on the song because yeah. he also had some funny things to say about Dylan. Yeah. He turns into Jorge Fuego. Now also a rapper out of New Jersey, releasing great music. Changed his name to Hans. But I don't know where he's been. Never wants to hang out no matter when. It's the birth I'm out of, of my shell, guys. I come to swear well. he wouldn't even talk to a girl on a dare. He gets him for free. He straight up runs. You heard the basically. Yeah. But so this is okay. So this right here is this your Dirty Boys? Is that your YouTube or like? So this is me and Brian. We started this rap group in high school. The Dirty Boys. So I was Smelly Moolah, and he was Stanky Jeans. Right? <laughs> and so I mean, you gotta start somewhere. We though, would just right? make joke songs 
I really only produced that one beat. The rest, I would just pull instrumentals from popular songs. Oh, it's and all good. I mean, and, yeah. you know, we were really bad. Brian was pretty good. I was really bad. So but I was a pretty popular kid and I was able to like market it. Oh, so it made up so, for it. So everybody in the school would be like, smelly moolah, what's up? We ended up selling albums. We sold like 75 of them, just a dollar each. And then we made t-shirts and we sold them $15 a pop. Too. How many of those you sell? 45. Hey, so right? you know we were able Smelly to turn it Moolah into something and Stanky cool. G, you said Stanky Jeans. Stanky, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun, but uh, that kind of derailed me from the beat making. I, well, I never really like saw myself as a beat maker. You know what I mean? You thought you were a rapper. You were I, the Dirty Boys. Yeah, I was like, I like rap music. You know, I slowly but surely found out that maybe I'm just not. I don't have the voice for rapping. You know, I, yeah. I can write some stuff. I not, mean, not I've, back seen, then. I've seen you get in the studio but. talk about the Venti Starbucks. <laughs> you know your producers in a, you know your producers in the studio when he literally brings his laptop with his bars into the booth. That's but, correct. Yeah. All so right, anyhow, so let's anyway, get into this next one. Uh, long story short, I went to college. I had a girlfriend. We broke up. And I needed some emotional outlet. And that's when I got back into producing. Mm -hmm. And, well, that's when I made another song, basically. Mm -hmm. But that got me into producing. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, I basically knew I wanted to be a producer. Mm -hmm. Back then in high school, it was like a, it was like a joke, kind of. Yeah. But it was, some, it was some cool experience. Yeah, definitely. You got to learn, learn yeah. to fail, fail to live. So couple, maybe like three years, two or three years after that happened, so... I don't know, when was this, 2020? So this was pre-COVID, or is this out in New Jersey this or This is like right pre-COVID. This is LA, and this is a, a rapper, Active. Shout out, Active. Shout out, Active. We've got to get him on the podcast. Uh -huh. he, uh, he was one of the first rappers who brought me to a real studio. And like, actually, studio. he might be like the first rapper. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Oh, okay. But it was really cool. There was an engineer there, Lauren Fleischer, I believe, okay. who had engineered for Lil Uzi. Uh -oh. So I was like, damn, this is sick. Like, I'm with this real engineer. I'm with this real rapper here. And I was just, like, starting out. You know, this, this is still, like, very beginning of my career. And he bought your beat, though. So he bought the beat. They ended up making this music video for it. So, yeah, we can check this out. Yeah, let's get this. So this is uh, active yeah. with and fat on the beat. And me and active, we have a whole tape on SoundCloud, too. Engineered by... One of little Uzi, little Uzi, one of little Uzi Vert's engineers, or I mean, he's done a, a song. He's also worked with a bunch of other artists. That's what oh, I remember off the top. But yeah, well, let's get this. So this is some like real LA, LA shit. Oh yeah. Oh, they got a bike in it. Okay. Pussy ass niggas know what time it is. Okay. Finna take over this motherfucker. Uh, I bet you better. Big ringing, lane changing in that foreign thing. 200 plus grams on my neck, big chain. I ain't never ever slipping, bitch, I keep a thing. I ain't never ever slipping, bitch, I keep a thing. Dame ringing, lane changing in that foreign thing. 200 plus grams on my neck, big chain. I ain't never ever slipping, bitch, I keep a thing. I ain't never ever slipping, bitch, I keep a thing. Is that his car? I'm a hand fuck the pump like a master. I don't know. He does have a charger, but I don't remember it being red. Maybe, maybe the homies car or something. Get a white charger. Oh, you know it's COVID. You got the homie with the mask on. Oh yeah. And was this during COVID restrictions or pre-COVID or right when COVID was getting crazy? I think it was. I think it was 
after the craziest moments of COVID. Like, you know what? Dying down in 2020, like winter. Yeah, yeah. Before, like, it got rehyped. Though. So there was just that little break, and everyone thought we were on the fend, and then it kind of came back. Yeah. So you know, unfortunately, that that was also uh, an obstacle. Uh, nothing we could do about it. You know, we just couldn't get into the studio that much. Yeah, definitely. So that, yeah, that was that. That was like the first music video that was made with the beat that I produced. Definitely. So that, that was a, a pivotal moment for me. It was also one of the first times I got paid for a beat, too. So that felt really good. Well, yeah, when you get paid for you your know? craft. So, yeah, after that, we made a whole tape, too. What do we got here? We got Last your third, one here your third video art, here. Another two artists I work with, Ken Jackson, Tony Snow. Tony actually just came up the other week. We hit the studio together. It was a good time. And uh, this beat I really like. Cali um, Flow. That All other right. beat I played, you know, I, there were some samples and stuff. But I mean, you, this one I actually like from scratch, just put it together. You know, it's an interesting beat. It kind of pushes the envelope, and I like mm -hmm. the way Tony's coming in on it a lot. So, well, let's get this. Let's see this Cali flow. Let's see what, what we got here. Ooh, hard. Okay. Smoking good weed on the daily. Niggas can't face me. Niggas really hate me. Bitches want us. All right. I can see the progression. Yeah, we had some subs in here you'd hear too. This uh, bass Oh, we gotta get Tony Snow at a hot 16. Just, that's Ken Jacks. And then Tony's right here. We know she know we them niggas running up them commas. Uh, cheese on cheese look like lasagna. Lasagna. Ooh. Peace on peace, I'm obese. I got size, I feel low numbers. Uh, them boys just rap good, but they run us. Uh, broke up for 15, she spilled phone on my easy runners. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but hey, with the, with the production, though, um, of all of this, were you at any of this, these video shoots, or did you get any invites to be there or anything? So these guys are actually from Dallas. They're from Dallas? Yeah, and so... Is this shot in Dallas? Is, I believe so. I mean, I don't know what Dallas looks like. I've never been there, but... <laughs> I would think it... Actually, I mean, there's palm trees. Maybe they were in California. I mean, y'all look at it. They're in a smoke shop with a bunch of bangers. I don't know it, it how... Looks, it looks like Cali to me. Yeah, but... Uh, I was not at that shoot. Neither was I at the other one. But I was at one of Active's other music video shoots. So that was pretty fun. It was in the studio. So yeah. Oh, there. I was kind of just there. We were making another song. And he's like, yeah. Let's shoot this video real quick. I mean, yeah. That one's funny. It's not my song. What year? What year was this? This was also 2021. 2021, maybe. He had a COVID bar in there too. So <laughs> he had a COVID bar. Or he said like. Like on the on the beach sipping on Coronas, and then he said like another coronavirus line. Oh, for sure. What year we got on that? One year ago. Oh, so I'm just gonna say this right off rip. You show me dirty boys, right in high yeah. school. I can tell. You know, it's just some probably making them out on some blown out desktop speakers too, right? Yeah. I could see your progression, man. I mean, thank you. Yeah, no, straight up, like that beat right there. I really like that. That was some knocking. Like I could see like. You know, you get Mike Sherm up Thank on you, that Yeah, shit. I had E-40 influence for sure. He's, yeah. he's my favorite rapper of all time. Well, I remember when you and me first had linked up, and I remember you had given me a Dropbox, which I still have. You had given me a Dropbox with a bunch of beats on it. And you were like, hey, man, what's your vibe? And I was like, well, I like Mike Sherm, E-40, Mac Dre. You're like, ah, oh, 
Yep. I got you. So you already like I like a lot of your beats. Like you got a few right now. I was checking out that we'll probably we'll talk. We'll discuss after the show. Yes, so I got a couple questions for you because we got some albums coming out. PVP is going to finally be dropping something. Don't even worry, Hot Sixteens. You keep asking me. You keep inquiring. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to do my thing. You know. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. But hey, moral of this story is, is we're out here and we are active still at the Hot Six Teams podcast. This is the first episode, guys. We're back here. We're doing our thing right Happy now. Happy to be here. Yeah, and you know, Fat, uh, it's great to have you out here, man. Like, I'm really, really honored. And for, for you guys out there, it's F at sign. Yeah. It's not literally like fat. It's just F and then the at. Fat. But you got your mixtape, too. Or not a mixtape. You have a beat tape on SoundCloud. I have two beat tapes on SoundCloud. Hour with Fat, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yeah. It's uh, X amount of tracks. I don't know, more than 20, but it's just an hour total of listening time. Yeah. So it's not that much, and you could just throw that on in the car and freestyle to it or something. Yeah, definitely. Those beat tapes are cool because, you know, you're always going to have the homie, oh, I can rap on anything. Uh-huh. Can you, yeah, can play you, him at. <laughs> yeah, play him some fat. Let's see what you got, where your exactly. bar's at. So with, uh, with your whole career and everything you got going on, uh, do you have any aspirations to, like, you know, work with big time artists? Like, do you have any that you think about? Like, do you have like maybe a top five, like a list? Ooh. Yeah, so if you were, here you go. If you were to produce beats for someone, top five, it don't matter, underground, mainstream, independent, who, who are the top five people you want to work with as a producer? I would put E-40 at number one. Oh, I knew you were going to say that because I, if I was a producer, definitely. Mm. He's just such a character. I'd love to see him in person. And, and see him do his thing. Do his thing, man. He's a, he's a legend and he's a genius. Yes. Um, I mean, I would love to work with Kendrick Lamar. He's, in my opinion, the best rapper of our generation. Yeah, he's, he is. And, yeah. you know, his music's just insane. The only reason I, I wouldn't put him at number one is I feel like he would be just too good in the studio where it wouldn't, I'd just be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I would just be like stunned yeah. the whole time. I'd be like, wow, this guy's a one of a kind. Number three. Number three. I think a studio session with Snoop Dogg would be. Probably right the there. best experience up there. Yeah. Smoking <clears throat> more than you could even imagine. Dude, he would probably get you so high. You probably wouldn't even know what to do with yourself. And that, and Snoop also, like, as a rapper, the guy's so gifted and he's got such an interesting voice. And he's just lyrically. He's still coming at it with that new Mount Westmore tape. He was and, verse after verse. And they have um, him and Wiz Khalifa are doing another... Uh, they're doing the high school reunion album, just like because you remember when they did the Young Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw they were going on yeah. tour or something. Yeah, so well, yeah. no, they're making him. They're making another album. Oh yeah, uh, one another high school themed album, high school reunion or something. So they're going on the high school reunion tour. Dope. Dope. And they're actually going to be in Irvine this summer. Oh yeah, yeah. On the twenty sixth, it's the last leg of the show. So that's where I'm. And Burner's going to be there too. DJ Quick, Warren G. DJ Quick. It, I wanted to mention he's one of my favorite producers of all time. Definitely. Definitely. For some reason, he gets overshadowed by Dr. Dre, but DJ Quick, in my opinion, is the West Coast producer. Yeah. 1A and 1B, but still, he's there. I, Dr. Dre just got that mainstream persona, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, no 
disrespect to Dr. Dre is one A and one B. Yeah, but definitely. So you gave his respect. You gave me three. I gave you three, and Snoop is more for the studio experience. Yeah. Um, but if I got to go two more, I'd probably go with. Uh, oof, so tough. I, I love Future, man. So maybe I'd go Ooh. with Future because I like making beats would you, that would that would. Would you would drink mud? Themselves. Would you drink mud with Future? <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. If it gets to it, it's a whole nother question. What if you just make the best beat all the time, and he just po po drops you a phone and two, and then maybe that's the recipe. <laughs> maybe it is. One more for us. All right, last one. This is rapper that I dream of working with. Yeah. Yeah. Or like being on a being just, on a, one of my songs. Yeah, just one of your songs. Um. This is such a tough question. You got to give me one first. Who's your number one? To work? Right now, well, alive? I'm going to have to say Andre Nicotina. <laughs> That's a great pick. You guys have come up with some, like a, yeah, an just, anthem. Well, just because, like, I feel like I, I am a lyricist at heart, and I'm learning how to craft my skill better. And I feel like some of my bars are inspired, like, not by Nicotina himself as a person, but the, um, the wordplay taking other words and then like you know like the end of the sentence is tied into the middle of the sentence but the front of the sentence is tied into the middle yeah yeah, yeah. Y you know like it's just the the play on words with him the pockets you know just like we've talked about with the x you know like it's just pocket rap and conscious rap yeah so that's where i feel like working in a studio with more rappers like that would be better for my craft all right and now i have an answer it's a tie between Mick Jenkins and Smino. Really? You familiar with either? Yes. Mick Jenkins especially because when I started to do the free for profit beats on YouTube, a lot of Mick Jenkins beat come up on YouTube. So I was like, yeah. who the hell is this guy? And that's how I started listening to him actually. Isaiah Rashad and all those guys. Yeah. yeah. Mick Jenkins has continued to progress and he is insanely good. And I like working with rappers who put a lot of effort into their lyrics. Mm -hmm. The the songs I showed you were more of like a you know party song or whatever. It's not it's not super introspective. Yeah. But I really appreciate listening to rappers who go to that next level with their lyrics, and so I'd love to watch one of the best of our time do it, and do it on my beat. Yeah, definitely. same with Kendrick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, it would be more or less a, f a feature, you know. But the thing with it is too is there's so many great rappers from the Bay Area. I still feel like the Bay Area. Yeah, man. Hasn't gotten just the credit they deserve, you know, because you got like, you know, you got Andre Nicotina. You had Ma you had Mac Dre. I mean, shit. MC Hammer's from Vallejo. It's, it's funny. I, I agree you know? with you in in the Bay and in L.A. pretty much. It, they get their respect. They're they're fully recognized. But, but just outside in, growing up in New Jersey, I never heard of those people. Exactly. It was crazy to me that I came here and I was I thought E-40 was like bad. Because I heard one verse from the guy, and he was like, doo -doo -doo -doo. you know? <laughs> so, so I was like, what is this? Yeah, see, it was just a, it's just a certain culture. Exactly. If you're not involved in the culture and you don't have people influencing the culture, then the music doesn't stick. Yeah. Like, I can say, for instance, like, you know, when I'm up in a certain dynamic, even with a certain genre of music, it's the same way. It's really who mm -hmm. you hang out with who influences the music, yeah. you know, like I'm influenced by West Coast rap, Bay Area rap, underground hip hop, but now in music for me, I've studied it down to like 
a, a subgenre of a subgenre where I want to learn not only like, okay, like these artists are here, but this is their grind, like the South, yeah. you know, how they got that slow chop sound, mm -hmm. the Midwest, fucking, you know, with Tech Nine yeah. and stuff. So it's just that's where I feel like everybody has their, you know, staple. But someone like me, or not someone like me, but I feel like music fans in general should open their catalog because I'm gonna say it. I've been looking at my music on my Spotify, dude. There's just shit. I'm just like, ah, oh, God, I've heard it like 500 fucking times. So now I've been listening to a lot more Puya mm -hmm. and stuff, and some Suicide Boys and Fat Nick. Like trying to get, in, you know, been getting into yeah, those yeah. Florida rappers and stuff. I never really had listened to it, but I told myself there's going to be a time and place for that. Do you ever wait to listen to an artist? Well, I'll, I'm a little weird with music listening, where I'll go through long periods of time when I'm not looking for anything new. I'm mm -hmm. usually just listening to my own beats in the car to like sound check them and stuff, and I then know. I listen to radio. <laughs> A lot of the times, mm -hmm. like AM radio. Mm -hmm. So I go through periods of time when I'll just like ignore releases. But then once one of my favorite artists like comes out with a project, like Smino came out with his a couple months or like a long time ago at this point. But you've been or, like when Kendrick it. dropped Mr. Morale. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely tuning in for that. There's no way I'm missing it. So I'm not going to ignore one of my favorite artists' mm -hmm. albums. But if it's something that I'm like, eh. You know, I could listen to this later. Yeah, I definitely. might do that. So, yeah. so, see, that was like my thing, not with albums, but I did that with certain artists. I feel like, okay, like you're really riding this train, you know? Oh, okay. In terms of artists, I do the same thing. Yeah. Like Ice Spice, for example. Are you on the Ice Spice train right now? Well. Are you a munch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter a lot. So yeah. I, would, I was just getting annoyed by the amount of times I was seeing her on my timeline, given the fact that I'm not like, following her or anything she's so, just blasted so like, dude she's like she's cool but she ain't I, that cool i didn't listen to the music i chose to ignore it because i'm like i'm done with this noise you know like whatever <laughs> noise, it is I'm like we'll see noise. if it's over or if it's not but it, it lasts the hype lasted i heard people talking about her songs oh, and now stuff. now she has more songs so yeah. so i was like all right i have to check it out now i listened to her top five songs on apple music I honestly wasn't blown away by it. I thought it'd be better. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's artists that are like that with me. I'm kind of a hard, tough critic. If I, I'll go into things with a little more of a closed mind because of uh, the way other people are mm -hmm. are reacting to it. Definitely. So I'll go in with a little of a closed mind and be a little of a hater to a lot of rappers, but I'll respect them and I'll I'll, I'll appreciate their work and I'll, I'm not going to say they're bad. Yeah. I'm just going to say like you know it's not my favorite. No, definitely because like you know I mean. Be constructive, but don't mean, don't be mean. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I learned really quick that you got to take a lot of things in the music industry with a grain of salt. But that's what you should just do in general in your everyday life. You should apply like yeah. everyday like life just to people know. at our position in the music industry right now. That's mm -hmm. what we need to understand, or that's what we need to get criticism, and we need to understand that it's only being given to you so that you can improve upon it. Yes. And so one thing I love, one reason I love working with people in person is that you'll be able to hear their, their direct reactions and critiques to, you know, I'll swing through 10 beats and you'll be like, no, 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 no. 
But I, I like being with that person who's like, hey, I like that part, but maybe we could uh, switch, switch that around this. or something Make like that. Make this bar a little and, longer. And, you know, I'm learning from them. Yeah. And they're not necessarily saying, oh, your beat sucks. They're, like they're critiquing. Giving, uh, yeah, a, a real critique that yeah. will help improve. Because it's either if those people, because if someone's going to tell you, oh, it sucks, that means they don't want to give you their time almost yeah. too. Yeah, fuck and those then, people. Exactly. You're not, it's not worth your time because you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I try to... I value my time. Time doesn't exist. We all know that, but I value my time. And my, one of my biggest pet peeves is fucking wasting it. Yeah. I hate it. Cause I know, you know, we're only here for so long. Fuck, we sleep eight hours a day. If you have a nine to five, you work, fuck. You eight hours for yourself. And if you give half of that to some idiot, I mean, it's, it's not worth your time, yep. you know? It and, is, it's difficult to do time management, especially if you're trying to be a producer or be a rapper mm -hmm. or whatever it is, whatever doesn't matter if it's uh, music industry related. Well, also, but too. If you're, yeah, if you're working another job, mm -hmm. it's hard to manage your time and want to do both of those things and still find the time to yeah. have fun and relax. Well, it's just like a side hustle. It's just like anything, man. I mean, like, time management's important, and I learned that right off rip. Like, now I'm doing the shows. Now I'm doing, like, all of this. Like, I, I told myself, I was like, when's the last time I had a day off? You know? And that's another thing, too. All these people you see that are successful, they don't get days off. Yeah, most of them don't take days off. And, and you know, that's something I'm going to have to learn. I can't be like, oh, I only want to do this Monday through Thursday so I can go party on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Or I only want to do this so I can do this. That's not how this industry I mean, works. You know, some people do that. They make a couple good songs and then yeah. they fall off, though. Yeah. Because they don't have the, the work ethic. Exactly. And like even like Burner and Elon Musk and all these entrepreneurs out there, they sleep four to five hours a day. Yeah, well, those guys are kind of insane. But I mean, that's what if you want to get to a level of that, I mean, you really got to put in work like that. I don't know if I, I want to get to that level. I mean, I'm trying to get big. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make this thing my livelihood. I don't want to have to go be an electrician. Oh, I want to make it my livelihood too. Yeah. I don't, want, I don't need to be a billionaire. I'm not trying to be a billionaire. I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to have good financial freedom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Rob Deerdick. Yeah. You're gonna, we're going to run uh, the same show on MTV I mean, for I 10 could, years in a row? I could run Hot 16s on MTV yes, too. Sir. And then, well, I don't still want Chanel West Coast. <laughs> oh, it's a cyanide. Let's hear the laugh then. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. She sounds like a fucking, I don't even know. We're not going to talk shit about Chanel. She low-key bad. Low-key, though, like, ridiculousness compilations on YouTube where they put the best ones together. Oh, yeah. yeah, still, yeah. still really good to watch. Solid content. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. hearing Rob Deerdeck react the same way <laughs> and, like, throw his hands up in the air. And, yeah, his soul has just left his body. Oh, he's completely eaten up by the devil in MTV. <laughs> I don't I think MTV might have got him on something. Because I swear to God, I've been watching Rob Deerdeck on MTV since, like, what, 2005? Yeah, man. Those were the days. Like big, they've fallen off. Robin, Robin, big MTV fell off. Oh yeah, well they had fuck. They had Teen Mom. Uh, I didn't watch that. Show. Uh, they had <laughs> <laughs> they had Robin Big. Uh, they had uh, let's see, Cribs. You ever remember that show Next? Cribs was pretty good. You remember the show Next? Pimp My Ride with What's Exhibit. Next? Oh, Next was like a dating game. And, it, oh, got some of the and it was ones. one of those weird ones, though, where they were on a bus and like you wouldn't see the people and they would have like a busload of these people. And they do these really weird intros and they'd be like, oh, yeah, my name's John. I'm 22 
and I'm out here looking for it. They would just say something so scripted. Yeah, it's, it's cringe. And it was like the thing was is the candidate could choose if the person wanted to date them. If not, they would get, there was like a prize, there was prize money or something. It was like $75 or 100 bucks. They would give the person on the bus to not date the person that wanted to go out with them. It's so, crazy how yeah. they would make a whole TV show for that. And nowadays they do it on YouTube, like there's a million of them, but it only costs like a hundred bucks to make the episode. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to a whole TV For, crew. Yeah, MTV. I mean, you know, it, it's yeah. just crazy. That's probably why they went down the drain. They're putting money into, <laughs> into that. Oh, they're putting money into stuff that they didn't have to put money into. I mean, it, it is how you take it, but I mean, you know, unless too, I mean, if you get great product sponsorships, if you get great product sponsorships, like here, just to take a little quick break here. I wanted to do this. I got a couple out here. So we're going to get our mics. I'm just going to put that up a little bit out of my way. Just a little bit. All right, here, guys, what we have. This is called the e They're trying to switch the way. Delta 8 product. So without further ado, um, we're going to do an unboxing. So how you All open right. this is mm -hmm. there's a little magnet right here. So you're just going to open this. I'm going to just kind of see what we got. Oh, what do we got going on here? Yo, it's like a little. All right, we got it all tucked in here. Oh, yo, look at these. They're like. We're pot. Oh. So what is it? Ten individual fellows. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, wait, let's. Oh, okay, I get it. Oh. Those uh, are these and they're packaged with flour. That makes and it even easier. Exactly. There's no mess. So That's you nice. wow. That is insane. Literally making it convenient, easy, hassle free. So what do we got here? Focus. Oh okay, we got some Howie Wowie here. Wow. Smell it. Not too. Ooh. I mean, it's not loud. I don't know. Maybe it's just plastic. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just plastic. But wow, this is insane. Just inside lies the ultimate device made with aerospace. Effectively, but wellness in everyday life. So your friend. Yeah, Mackenzie. Yeah, I met her. Not Mackenzie. Uh, we met in Santa Cruz. And uh, she, uh, she has some partnerships uh, with E1011 Labs and some sister companies. Shout out. Thank you so much. The packaging is really beautiful. Yeah, too. like that is amazing marketing. And it, that right there, that, that says right there, um, Elon. <laughs> so, shit, you know what? Let's fire one of these up. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Okay, Maui Wowie. All right, let's see. This better, this better be efficient here. Aerospace? Which one's sativa? You should take that one. <laughs> go big or go home, right? Sure. Oh, let's get some focus, actually. Yeah, or yeah, let's get some focus out, but I got to figure out how to get this out of the... Am I retarded? They really keep it secure in there. 
Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Oh, we got the Coast Guard bringing in the <laughs> yeah. weaponry. Yeah. Watch out. Okay, so we got... Okay. Um... Okay. It's easy to open so far. So how much would this cost? I don't know. Um, I think... Around a hundred bucks for a set, but there's like there's a it's like equals like an eighth of flour I think almost with all of this. And then do they sell it. packets individually? Um, I think so. Oh, look at this! They're like little cigarettes. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, that's got some flavor. That's some Delta. Okay, got some nice Delta right here. Free package. Interesting. Okay, so we're gonna. This is vapor, vaporization here. And so it's less psychoactive. This is Delta medicinal. 8. So what this is, is it's not, um, how do I say this? Um, I'm going to put this down here, right? Am I, am I doing this right? I don't even know if I'm doing this right. Okay, yeah. Oh. It's blinking. It is. It's blinking. Did you read the dire other directions? Kidding? All right. Where's the flavor at? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but I it's vapor. It's bare it's it's just rip it a little bit. It's just a lot of vapor. And I think it has a carb thing. This is pretty smooth. This is That's crazy. You have to give it a full test later. Yeah. But no, I got a flavor that that was tasty, but this is cool. Shout out E1011 Labs on the on the product sponsorship for that one. Thank you guys. That's actually pretty dope. So how do I? I I'm confused. I think too techno technologically advanced for you. Uh, no. See, that's the thing too. Like I remember when I was growing up. Fuck, man. Like smoking weed was just like. You know, smoking some weed. Yeah. Weed got dangerous for me when I was in Santa Cruz, and, like, they decided, oh, we're going to put weed in fucking sardine. You know, remember, like, in California, they literally had these metal trays, and you would peel back to get your bud. Really? Yeah, for a little time. And I remember one time in Santa Cruz, I bought one of these things. And I was like, oh, it looks bomb. It was, like, some good strain. I do it, and I cut myself. I was like, weed never used to be dangerous. Now they're making it dangerous, dude. I swear to God. Like, just get a plastic bag and, like, do your thing, you know? So, I'm just. Oh. Yeah, that stays burning. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Got it. Got to pull it out. Interesting. That's an interesting product. Shout out E10. Thank you. We got 15 more people to try that with. Right. <laughs> so.
so yeah but hey alex um fat sorry i gotta respect the artist's either name one. either one works yeah my instagram handle is alexander the Beatmaker. Mm -hmm. that's because you can't put an at sign in your at yeah so yeah i was like all right i'll just make it something that's simple and easy to remember mm -hmm. so now people call me that too which is fine but mm -hmm. fat is a real producer yeah, I mean, fat is where it's at. I've heard the guy or ladies want, you know, they want a little pushing for the cushion. Yeah, well, I used to be like a chubby kid in high school, mm -hmm. and I really wasn't fat. Just not a fat little at chunk. All. I had some chunk, but my group of friends back home were all athletes. Oh. And I was big ween originally, which is which is fine. Big ween. But we were playing football one day, and I was roasting my friend for touchdowns after touchdown. So this other kid on the other team comes up, and he's like. I'm guarding fat ween, right? And all of a sudden, everyone dial, starts dying laughing, like, <laughs> fat ween, you know? And then I proceeded <laughs> to score a touchdown on him on that play. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fat ween, that's me, baby. I don't care. <laughs> so now I got the uh, fat ween on the wristband here. Hey! My friend got it made, handmade in Mexico for me. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, sir. You got, see, I got my OKL, but man, I remember, remember when these were a thing in school? The boobies bracelets. Yeah, man. And all I that. always thought it was kind of kind of silly, though. I like the bracelets, but the boobies ones was like, Those come are, on, dude. <laughs> like you're in sixth grade. You don't have to. You've never probably even seen a pair of tits in your life. <laughs> That's, <laughs> facts. That's facts. But fat. Is there any? Um, is there any um, shout outs or any uh, social media handles where everybody can find you? Well, like I said on Instagram, it's at Alexander the Beatmaker. You know, I, I try to stay consistent on there, but I more so just use it for messaging people. That's how I do most of my communication with people in the music industry. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'll post beats on there. I'll post videos of my cat, too. Well, oh. I have two cats, but one of them is always hiding. Uh -oh. So my cat, Gus, so I'll have videos of him all day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Fatween31. Mm -hmm. Are you pretty active on Twitter? I'm very active on Twitter in terms of using it to like to like things, but other than that, I'm not tweeting often. So my feed might look a little barren for a couple meme videos here and there. But you know, I use it all the time. That's how I keep up with a lot of rap industry stuff too. I I would consider I'm on rap Twitter and basketball Twitter. Mm -hmm. So you know, keep up with people's opinions on different albums and different releases. There's a lot of toxic stuff on Twitter as well, but mm -hmm. if you zone it out, it's yeah. good. But that's Fatween31, F-A-T-W-I-E-N 31. Definitely. Awesome, and, man. you know, YouTube, Fatboy Beats, F-A-T-B-O-I Beats. Fatboy Beats? Yeah. Fat on the beat? You should put that. I'm still working on creating my solid, real foundational presence online all these different handles and stuff like i said i'm more so working on the relationships and connections than Definitely. getting my stuff out there at the moment even though i do realize that it's very important if i do want to like the thing is i don't want to be like famous you know i, I want to make money producing and that's my dream and mm -hmm. i want to do that for a living and make a lot of money mm -hmm. but i'm not the type of guy who wants to be on stage like yo this is fat. You produced this shit. Like, I want to be just like, yeah, I produced that, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. still making the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you got to be making the, the my money. My presence online isn't something huge to me at the moment, but 
a lot of people out there are really paving the way on how you can do that and how you can yeah. be very successful with, uh, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Definitely. Well, we're coming in on our hour, though. And yeah, fat. You it's, got anything else you wanted to say? Um, I just wanted to say thank you, man, right. uh, for coming out. Uh, it's been an awesome uh, hour. We're coming in on that that niche right now. Um, I just want to tell you, man, just keep doing it, bro. Like, I really appreciate you messing with the brand, the Hot 16s. Yeah, man. Um, you were honestly, dude, you were one of my first, like, really, like, East Coast, like, buddies, like, in all this. You and Jacoby, like, in J-Biz, like, you guys. <laughs> well, you're forever hold a special place in my heart. You know, that's just, a, that's just another story um, that I can use and just be like, man, I remember back, you know, when I was starting off, like, and I got in to work with a real engineer and stuff like that. Just, yeah. the, just those are just those stories that we'll be telling to our kids or telling, you know, to our, our grandkids or our friends or, you know, if we are doing a motivational speech. Yeah. But, you know, uh, just stick to your craft, man. And I know you're doing well. I know you got a bunch of projects that you're doing right now. I see you're pretty active on the social media. So yeah, I got, I mean, I don't know when they're going to come out, but three at least three or maybe even like four artists we have lined up some projects well that's awesome man and hopefully we can definitely get you because i got my album coming out on on instagram that's the probably the best place to follow me you'll see if i actually when i post stuff yeah so guys with that being said i just want to thank you again too man (laughs) and i really love your hustle i respect the grind the setup's really sick yeah, uh, yeah, threw it together. Like, you're, you know, really, you're really doing it here, man. Yeah, Cyanide, you know, just, uh, he's part of the team now. So we got, you know, I have people with me. I'm slowly building the brand. Uh, you know, we have Exhibit, you know, for the for the weekend here. They gave us the, the space to do this. Yeah. So, They're you know, nice the, the work is starting to show. The people are starting to see the community, man. So, fat dude, it's been a great time, yep. dude. And just I appreciate it. doing your thing, man. And uh, one thing I want to say to you huh. is... Try to separate the business and the emotions sometimes. Yeah. Because it's good to be sensitive. It's amazing to be a sensitive person. I'm a mm-hmm. sensitive person. Mm-hmm. But it could hurt you when you take things personally. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to take things personally a lot of times. That's that's one last piece of advice I want to give. Totally, man. People are, are trying to help you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not just trying to say this to you because mm-hmm. I know you are a sensitive guy, though, and mm-hmm. I really love that about you, and that's why we're good friends. Yeah. But, you know, don't don't let some things get in the way emotionally yeah when it's business yeah when it comes down to it yeah but it's also respect level too no yeah 100 yeah, percent, man yeah. you, you gotta you gotta know where what's what yeah definitely but guys i'm pvp this is fat thanks for having me until next time we're gonna have brenda brenda g and ae on peace everybody